the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. Free agency is right around the corner. March 16th is when the new league year starts. March 17th is the first official day of free agency. Nothing else really important is happening on March 17th at all that we need to talk about. What? What were you going to say? I was. I don't want to say anything if you don't want to say anything. It just happens to be it's a Jacob's national birthday holiday. On, happens um, to be Jacob's birthday, someone else's birthday, Tom's birthday. Yeah, it's stupid that we have the same exact birthday on the same exact show. But the most important thing that happens on that day is that you can start signing some players to some contracts, baby. There is a legal tampering period. You're allowed to tamper for a couple days before the new league year starts, before free agency officially opens. So... It's funny that we call March 17th the first day of free agency because I guess you technically can only put the ink to paper that day. But it starts three days beforehand. Deals will be made. Handshake deals will be made. The announcements will be made. Will be made on March 17th. Before the papers actually sign. Sometimes things change. Like Alu Alu is a great example of that last year. Sure. Going to Jacksonville, that announcement's time to put pen to paper. He went back to Pittsburgh. So just because you hear Schefter report something, and it's probably 90% accurate, there's still room for players to waffle or, you know, a player's former team to be like, oh, that's the handshake deal he has? Get him on the phone. We'll pay that much money. We'll pay a little bit more money to keep him here. So it's not a guarantee when you hear these deals made before the actual deal is signed, but it's pretty much close to a a for-sure thing. So next week is going to be a lot of fun around the NFL when it comes to your Pittsburgh Steelers, they don't really like to jump into free agency in the first mm. wave. They're a second wave kind of team. They let the dust settle, and then they kind of pick up from the scrap heap. I know that's kind of a negative connotation to it, but it works for the Steelers. Colbert's really good at it. He he picks up those second-level free agents that kind of fall through the cracks. Uh, the One of the better examples of that that I can think of in recent memory is Steve Nelson, who's no longer with us, of course, but... You know, that was a guy that wasn't a top-tier, top-flight free agent in that class, but still was signed by the Steelers a little bit later in the process and had two really good years of solid contributions to this team. So they really fill in a lot of holes in those, you know, second week, third week of free agency as things kind of move on. However, I love the Steeler way. I think it's time to maybe change that a little bit this year. I I think you got to be aggressive in this first Mm -hmm. week. And, unfortunately, that comes with another thing the Steelers don't like to do, and that's guaranteed money past the first year of the contract. Those two things are—guaranteed money is so big when you sign free agents. It's what they're looking for the most. It's tough when you're the Steelers and you just have a, a, a way of doing things that doesn't include that. And I think you can learn a lot from your offseason in 2021. You didn't make that splash move. Granted, you didn't have the cap space you have this year. But you waited, as you illustrated, Tom, you waited for that second tier, third tier of guys to make it past those couple of rounds so that, A, the market on them is clearly lessened, Mm -hmm. and B, there are names that, you know, people may have overlooked, like Joe Schobert, like Trey Turner. uh, Yeah, great point. Forgetting the uh, third man that was brought in this year. We always Trey do this. Turner, it's Schobert. Joe Schobert, Trey Turner, Joe Schobert. Why do we do this? Trey it's Turner, always... Joe Schobert. I can't remember who. Melvin right. Ingram. Melvin Ingram. You know, for well, that's reason, why we lost. For good reason, we, we forgot. Left. But we were very excited for all three of these pieces to come in. However, fair to say, especially Ingram, to be honest. But fair, fair to say, all three pieces didn't work out in the first year. The only Melvin's gone. Yes. You don't expect Trey to I don't come think he'll back. Be back. 
Joe Sherbert will remain, but I but you really need, didn't like what I saw from him. You need a prove it year from him this year. So maybe you learn from that. Maybe you say, I have the money now. What's the point of going out there and spending not as much on these second round, third round guys who have, or second wave, third wave guys? When I have the money, I can go out there and get the big names. It's okay to spend the money this time. You can really improve your team, too, because if they're go- if they're serious about what they're saying, and that is the goal is always to try to win the Super Bowl, they're not rebuilding, This is they're still trying to compete to win, go get Ryan Jensen. Go get J.C. Jackson in the first wave of free agency. I mean, those are huge needs that you fill in with premier high-priced talent. And there's always a risk with high-priced talent that they'll end up you know, yeah. falling off the cliff. But you fix your secondary with the cornerback and J.C. Jackson, and you fix your offensive line for the most part with a really, really established center in Ryan Jensen. So those two are really big fishes, and I'm not saying that this is Madden and you just, you just go and you offer them more money than anybody else and you automatically sign them. Uh-huh. You turn the salary cap off. But I would be heavily pursuing both of them. Maybe you strike gold and get them both on your team, and then all of a sudden I think that this team takes a leap up as far as its whole roster composition is concerned. Or you just land one of them, and that's good. And then whatever one you don't land, you address with a second-tier free agency player or you address in the draft. But I think you got to swing hard at both of those guys. Cause Armstead I think, and Jackson? Uh, J.C. Jackson and Ryan Jensen. Okay. Jensen, the center from Tampa Bay. Okay. Armstead, too, though. I mean, Armstead Armstead's too, a, good, yeah. a good offensive lineman as well. One of those guys. Make swings for those kind of guys. Try to land at least one of them because there are big holes on your team, but they're also big-time players that could fill those holes, not just stop gaps. Absolutely. And you're talking about positions of which the Steelers need a starter, right? Especially I, a corner. Corner really worries me this If year, you lose Joe Hayden. Which I'm expecting, sure. too. But if you can turn that to J.C. Well, Jackson. here's the thing about Joe Hayden. You know, the, as we were talking about, March 14th will be the day where the deals are done or the deals can be announced. But I don't expect Joe Hayden to be a first-wave kind of guy. I don't expect Joe Hayden to be a second-wave kind of guy. So if, if there's somehow a, a chance that he makes it past those first two whatever p- time periods that they are where you consider, all right, the big names go and then the next, next big wave of names go, if he's still remaining, you could sign Joe Hayden to a, a lesser contract by still and still go out there and get J.C. Jackson. You could still go out there, sign J.C. Jackson, have enough money left over if if Joe Hayden is still unsigned <laughs> and retain him. What a secondary that would be then. Right. Guys, oh, absolutely. With J.C. Jackson, though, I mean, it just it's just one of those players that gets you really excited even though it just probably won't happen because he's going to be really expensive. But he's 26 years old. Jacob, this is to- this is just strike Belichick a player, so he's going to let him walk early. He's going to turn into Chandler Jones. You know, he's going to turn into one of these guys that is just a Chandler stud. Chandler Jones, also on the free agency market. A little bit older, and sure. Steelers but, don't but, really necessarily need a player like but that. But still, I'm just... It, but I'm Chandler saying, Jones was great in Arizona. Gr- he was going to be great in New England. Oh, yeah, And they sure. just priced themselves out. A lot of these talented players price themselves out in New England because I think Belichick's ego gets in the way. He can just replace this guy in the draft with a rookie, and he'll be just as good. I don't need to pay this guy all this money. And he's right sometimes, but he's also wrong sometimes. Like, you telling me that you wouldn't want Chandler Jones in New England for the past decade? Absolutely uh, Of course you would have. J.C. Jackson's kind of the same thing, dude. Nine interceptions in 2020. Eight interceptions last year on the season. Dude's a ball hawk. Dude's one of the best corners in football, and he's only 26 years old. 
he should not be on the free agency market. It just so happens that he plays for Bill Belichick, who does not want to pay these yep. guys. So he's letting him go early. And I just, I really, really would love the Steelers to sink their teeth into this guy for three or four years because him and Minka in the secondary, it's going to become a no-fly zone as far as ball-hawking players you have in the defensive backfield. I mean, you're bringing in an, an eight-interception player last year with a guy in Minka who didn't have many interceptions last year but is known for that we kind know of aspect what, of his game. We know game. what he can do. It's not just the And add another ball hawk into the secondary like Jackson, maybe free Minka up to do a little bit more of that. Oh, on abs- his own. That's a very likely possibility. So I, I think that he's going to be really pricey. But for the first time, really, and forever, you have the money to go after a big fish like that. I, I really wouldn't hate J.C. Jackson breaking the bank a little bit to bring him in. I, I think the his age makes sense, and his his talent level makes sense as far as really paying the guy. Right. He is only, I think, 26, 27 years old. So you have, I mean, given Four the— Four-year sh- deal, he's in his prime. Oh, yeah. Like, and then you can reevaluate. If he's still doing okay, you can sign him to maybe a, a smaller two-year deal. We know the market will be softer on him by then, unless he's unless somehow— he explodes and he's unless the he's the greatest quarterback Ramsey, like, of yeah. the 21st century and you need to pay him more. But, yeah, I think it's a great opportunity for the Steelers to really shore up their secondary because you get the deal done with J.C. Jackson now, and then— You don't have to worry about the secondary as far as the all. draft is concerned or at anything all. like that. Right. Because yeah. you have your you have your number one safety, you have your number one cornerback, and bring, then you can bring fill out the pieces everywhere. You bring else. Edmonds back. You, you bring Edmonds back. back. You bring Killerbrew back. You bring Witherspoon, Witherspoon back. back. So you have another safety, another cornerback. You're pretty. I much think set. you can say sorry, Sutton, Joe Hayden. Sutton's still there. You're sorry, you're Joe Hayden. Set. James Pierre would still be there. You're all set at corner if yeah. you bring in Jackson. You're all set in your secondary. So you don't have to worry about that at all for the no, rest of the. No, you're okay, and, and that helps you in the draft too, exactly because it opens up a spot you can use elsewhere. Exactly. So. I think there are really no downsides. The only thing I could say, playing devil's advocate here, is do you go out and spend too much on him? Do you waste too much of your overall caps available space? Yeah, but then my devil's advocate to that would be, isn't it time for the Steelers to maybe overpay a little bit? If they're they're truly serious about we're still contending, we're still trying to win championships. Okay, let me do that to you again. Should they have done—if they're going to really try to win now type of mentality— Shouldn't you have done that for the quarterback? Doesn't he give you the best chance to win now? You had to pay the quarterback, though. So you never really had that cap space. Are you? Oh, you're saying go after the quarterback, like get a Rodgers, get a— Yeah. Because well, that's going to give you the best chance to win, right? That's a different kind of break in the bank. Though. Oh, yeah, that is, like, that, is, that is Denver Broncos mortgaging their future what you, on this guy. But also what you pay J.C. Jackson for great cornerback money and top-of-the-line cornerback money, double that. For, triple, for quarterback triple. money, exactly. I mean, so it's Aaron a different Rogers, position. There. Aaron Rodgers said it's not a guaranteed four-year, two hundred million dollar deal. It's going to be somewhere it's gonna be close. close to that. It's going to be way close. To it's that. not going to be significantly lower than that. And it's going to be forty million a year at least. That's going to be the lowest. So, it's be. so the so money, breaking the bank is relative for a position. That's a good point. So you okay? Maybe break the bank at this position where you're, where you're allowed to break the bank, and. <laughs> I don't know if we're using the right term, break the bank, because the bank is well-stocked. Oh, There's a ton of money hefty. in the bank. There's a lot of gold in the old Fort Knox for the Pittsburgh Steelers. It really wouldn't be breaking the bank. It would just be spending that money. Now you have other guys you got to sign. We talked about Minka's the first one up, and then you got to worry about you know, uh, Najee Harris eventually, the receivers, Deontay and Chase Claypool. You have to worry about those guys. There's a lot of money that's going to be have to allocated to positions on the team mm-hmm. in the future. 
But right now, I just think you're in that perfect sweet spot that you, you strike while the iron's hot on a guy like this. Now, it doesn't have to be Jackson. I'll be just as excited if they get Ryan Jensen at the center position as opposed to J.C. Jackson because, yeah, Jensen's older. He's in his 30s. But, man, that offensive line really showed you how important it is to have good trench play sure. last year. And although Jackson's a bit of my dream because of the age and just how much of a playmaker he is, Tomlin loves guys like that that can make a ton of splash plays, I would be doing just as many somersaults if Jensen is signed as a Pittsburgh Steeler because I think he becoming the center would just permeate throughout the rest of the line, bring a calming veteran influence to the room that is still in his playing prime, unlike Trey Turner. Guy who just won a couple years ago. Guy who's been snapping the ball to the freaking goat for the, the goat. past couple of seasons. So he knows how to handle his handle, quarterback. He'll, he'll, he'll have Rudolph trained like it's nobody's business. You move green over then to a guard spot. I think it would just make everything work out with the line. Kind of, the pieces would kind of just fall into place together, yeah. in the offensive line. And then line. you still draft one in the couple draft rounds. Too. I think things would really accelerate there. So uh, you could, You're you saying could, either you of could those dump guys. money in on The so problem about, with Jensen is I hear a lot about the Bengals are going to just well, pay for him. And they should well, that, that makes sense. Him. But I think, too, the difference between Jensen and J.C. Jackson is there's still Teron Armstead in New Orleans, who, different position, tackle. But you need a tackle, too. You need a tackle. And then that's one less guy you go after the draft. So that's where I'm a little bit okay. If you don't get Jensen, there's the Teron Armstead route, whereas it's J.C. Jackson, and then there's basically everybody else in the secondary. I mean, I know Teron Matthew is available. He'll uh, go I think back to Kansas City. Casey Hayward's available, but these guys are just— Matthew's going to be in Kansas City. I, I don't know why they'd let the Honey Badger go. He's their— other than Chris Jones, he's the heart of their defense there. Like I would say more so than Chris Jones. He just because he makes more plays. As far as turning over the ball is concerned, Chris Jones more just the sack guy, more of a clog-in-the-middle kind of guy. But the Chiefs, regardless, the Chiefs' defense is a two-man show, and he's very he's much a part of, of the team. The Steelers saying, sorry, TJ, or sorry, Cam, or sorry, Minka. The thing I would argue, though, Devil's Advocate's the theme of all this show. <laughs> They don't have the money in Kansas City to pay these guys right. anymore. So maybe no, Matthew's the first that, casualty of the home's contract. They don't have the money in New Orleans. Yeah. So could Teron Armstead just be, I'm out of there. You don't have enough for me. But I, I wonder if Matthew, there's going to be a casualty mm. for the Mahomes contract. A big player's going to have to fall. Matthew's the is first Matthew? one up. I wonder if it's going to be him that's the first one that falls as well, or if they do end up deciding to bring him back. But those guys in a Steelers uniform, Jensen, Jackson, Armstead even, I would be very happy with. Then there's another up on the free agent heap that really was a bit of a surprise just the other day when the Seattle Seahawks decided to release linebacker Bobby Wagner. Bobby Wagner's 31 years old, all pro caliber linebacker. Is it far fetched for me to say he's going to be in the Hall of Fame one day? I don't think so. I think you he's play. he's very. I think you he's play. still going to play for a few more you years. He got a ring, right? He's got a ring. He's the best defenses in NFL history. It probably for a span of time was considered the best at his position. I mean, he made the all-decade team yep. as a linebacker. Yep. Uh, only other guy I would throw in there in that span was Keekley for Carolina. Career ended early because of uh, concussion Himself. problems. Exactly. And so. Carolina, he was a great he was a great defensive piece. Were they an overall great defense? No. Did they get to a Super Bowl and yes. win it? No. Well, they got there. Did they win it? No. No. But they got there. Did they get to another one? No. no. But they got there. But they didn't win. Was it because of their defense? No. No, it was because of Cam Newton. But he was still a great linebacker. 
Bobby Wagner, I would give the edge to as far as sure decade of football. I don't think he's it's any question. Line. Bobby Wagner is the best linebacker from the 2010s. As far as does he have anything left in the tank is the question you have to ask yourself when it comes to him now because he's 31 years old. And the stats would tell me yes. Because he guess had, what, Tom? He's made an all-pro team every year since 2014. Did he make it last year? He was second-team all-pro in 2021. And I honestly, honestly, I think he should have been first-team all-pro. He had 170 combined tackles last year. 170 combined tackles. That is an absurd amount of combined tackles. He would absolutely help shore up the Steelers' linebacking core. He'd help with the run defense. He'd help with pass protection as far or as far as uh, pass coverage. I mean, as far as linebackers concerned, it would be a major, major upgrade for the Steelers at that spot. <laughs> the only question is, 31 years old, how much term, how much money is he going to want, and how much is he going to command, and. It's not like you're the only team out there licking your chops at this guy. No. There's other contenders that need linebacking help, too, that are like, oh, Wagner's available now, and I don't even have to trade anything for him. It's just a free agent signing. He's going to have a pretty, 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 pretty vast market as far as he's concerned. But I would really love to see the Steelers put their hat in the ring for that market, man. I think that he would be a really welcome addition to this defense. And, man, that would be one of the scariest linebacking crews in the entire NFL when you have to deal with T.J. Watt and Bobby Wagner. Absolutely. I mean, you talk about, we we have talked about at length the issues surrounding the defensive line, the depth there, and will the starters even be ready, mainly looking at Stefan Tuitt. Will Tyson Alawalu be able to come back from an injury? If you put in Bobby Wagner, and then you have a combination of Bobby Wagner, TJ Watt, Cam Hayward, and either Stefan Tuitt or Tyson Alawalu, if not both, how the hell is any team going to run on the Pittsburgh Steelers? No, I think it would fix that that weak spot immensely for the Pittsburgh Steelers. You, the Steelers were at one point averaging nearly 200 yards per game allowed via the run for that bad stretch of games that they had. I think that number is cut in half, potentially, if you add Bobby Wagner and you bring back either Tyson Alualu or Stefan it. Now, what's interesting to me is that Bobby Wagner was going to be a free agent in 2023. That's his was was his current deal before the Seattle Seahawks let him go, and will now take on, according to SpotTrack, 3.75 million dollars in dead cap space. Average base salary for Bobby Wagner was 18 million dollars for that three-year deal that he signed in 2019. That'll expire in 2022, uh, this coming season, or it would have this coming season. Why do you think the Seahawks didn't try to trade him? Why do you think that there was no even maybe there was and we just didn't know it, but do you think there I was don't just, know. Is there no market because of the money that he was making? You teams thought just let it you teams thought, hey, you obviously don't want him. I can get him for cheaper than the hit he already has if you just let him go and I don't have to get rid of teams. So I wonder if there was a a stance around the league of we're not gonna trade for him because we know you're gonna release it. him. <laughs> And I wonder if Seattle even tried to shop him around at all or if they were just like, I think it's a moot point. Let's just let him go and see. Could you imagine a package deal of Wilson Wilson and and Wagner Wagner for – that would have been a really, really interesting – that would have made the trade for sure. It already was the best trade in the NFL history or the biggest trade in NFL history. That would have for sure put it over the top. Denver would not have had a first-round pick until 2027 maybe. (laughs) It's just interesting to me that – Bobby Wagner was released overall and not, you know, completely shopped around or maybe he was and there just was no market for him. But 
either way, I think he's still got got it. I think he's still got something to give an NFL team that needs linebacking. So do I. The, the guy is 31, and he's still making the all-pro team. It's very hard to do that, even if it is second-team all-pro. Um, like you know, I, anyone you, can make a Pro Bowl. You look at this, Anybody though. can make a Pro Bowl. You look at this, though, and, like, I Google Bobby Wagner. First article, Rams, Niners, Cardinals, all interested in Bobby Wagner. Second article, does it make sense for the Cowboys to get Bobby Wagner? <laughs> Third article, Baltimore Ravens and Bobby Wagner, ideal fit. Fourth article, could the Bengals use to help in the middle Tell me what team spot? wouldn't benefit that, from adding Bobby I mean. Wagner. Like, and that's the problem with all these big-name guys. It's like you want the Steelers to go after them, but, but everybody and their mother wants to go after them as well, sure. and you just have no idea of. Where and everyone thinks, land. everyone thinks to himself, "Oh, if we get Bobby Wagner, now all of a sudden now we're we have the defense. We're the elite defense. All of a sudden, all right. Bobby Wagner's Quick. the kind of guy who, if you add him to any defense, he's going to elevate the defense. I'm putting the GM hat on you right now, and I am coming into your room, and I say. All three of these guys want to be here. They've said yes, but I can only afford to sign Between one. Between J.C. Jackson, Ryan, Ryan Jensen, Jensen, and Bobby, and Bobby Wagner. Wagner. And now, oh. of course, the Steelers have enough cap room that you could maybe sign all three. But in this hypothetical, I'm just making you choose the one that you would pick out of those three if you had to. It's the least sexy pick. And like, pick. I, like I said, they all want to come here. It's the so. least sexy pick. But I would probably say it makes no sense to add Ryan Jensen. But I would say J.C. Jackson second, Bobby Wagner third. I would go J.C. Jackson first, and then I would go Jensen second. I think B. Wags is third. B. Wags is that one The age guy, hurts. The age hurts him. And but he's still making all pro teams. 170 no combined sense. tackles. I mean, it's just absurd. Well, no one else is on that defense to tackle. That's a great, great point. But Bobby Wagner is that guy that in the past he gets released, he's a big name, and Steelers Nation goes crazy because you have to sign every big name. This time it actually kind of does make a little bit of sense, but it just it doesn't seem very Steelers like, does it, to go out and sign that the kind older of guy, guy that in that big of like, J.C. Jackson is a better player with his age than probably Bobby Wagner to take on right now, but Wagner's just a much bigger name and a much bigger. But he's also really, I mean, he's really good. Bobby Wagner, yeah. of course he is. He's great. He's going. He is going to transform a defense so, this year. It's just depending on who that defense is. Tell me why. Could you imagine opinion, if he went to like the Rams or the Niners and York. just that going? They to they replace Von Miller with Bobby Wagner. I get it's an edge guy versus an inside guy, but still, I forgot about Von Miller is also on the free agency market. That's a I mean, great. You don't edge really need an you edge don't need pressure. him as the Steelers, no. But I'm just saying this. There's a lot of really really high price so talent and big names so, this year. Odell is another one. There's a lot Odell's of stars out there. Out there. The Steelers are never the buy first kind of team. Right? Never. Not only that, but they've never been the team with the most cap room, if not like the top, what, their second or third in terms of cap space Correct. available? Correct. They've never been either of those, nonetheless, have both of those in the same offseason. So are we just saying to ourselves, look at all these names out there. Oh my gosh, Von Miller, JC Jackson, all of those guys. Because we're in this position finally, yeah. Because every year there are, there are guys to, to throw around that that can move teams. But so you I never had because the capital year, to go in on it, nor the incentive to say oh, we need another piece because we know <clears throat> we have we have our quarterback issues. But with Ben there, 
with Ben Younger, it was, I don't care who else you have, you have Ben Roethlisberger. You can win 10 games minimum with Ben Roethlisberger, and that's what the Steelers did year in and year out, make the playoffs. Without Ben, you have to add around the quarterback. So maybe that's why we're saying really here, oh my gosh, look at all these guys who were available. It's just because we've never really been in this position. Now, I will say this. I really do want them to go after guys in free agency, but that's basically just me operating under what they've said that they're doing, which is we're not rebuilding. This isn't a rebuild. We're going to continue to stay competitive. And I think that if you want to stay competitive and you want to, you know, resupply your arsenal fast and effectively, you got to spend a lot of money on it to do that in this league. So I wouldn't like put it way past them to go in and do this and make a big splash in free agency because it would be lining up with all of their other uh, narratives throughout the offseason that they're putting out there. So it would not be opposed if they kind of just sat on their hands this offseason. And. You come out and you say, "Yeah, we're competing. We're going to compete. We're we're always competing with the Steelers because you have to say that." Would not be would not be as upset if kind of sit on your hands this year, you save see, even see more money. You do. Yeah, that money just keeps rolling over. All of a sudden, the Minka deal is super easy to make oh, because yeah. you've got so much, and then go from there and attack free agency as you continue to build up towards uh, contender status through the draft, like they always do with the Pittsburgh Steelers. So. I really, really want them to, but I guess I'm just saying don't be those jerk fans that if they don't go all in, you're like saying— What a waste. Oh, they betrayed my fandom. Like the people that are out there that are saying if Mason Rudolph starts for the Steelers, it's a personal attack on every Steelers fan. Like Ryan Clark. Get the frig out of here. What do you mean it's a personal (laughs) attack on every Steelers fan? Guy called into Mark Madden show the other day, and he said he hopes that Mason Rudolph's first pass is a pick six in the other direction. And Madden blew up on him and was like, "Are you a Steelers fan? Are you hoping your team?" That fails? is exactly what he said. He was like, "Are you a Steelers fan?" And the guy was like, "Yeah." And he was like, "That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard." That so you, you want to see your team, team have a pick six? Exactly. So don't be that guy. Don't be that fan. Trust the process. Trust the team that has been the staple cornerstone franchise in the NFL for the league's entire existence, basically. I think that if you're going to put eggs in anyone's basket, that's probably one of the safest baskets you can put eggs in in the NFL. So yeah, just because they don't look like they're doing what you want to do while you're sitting on your couch drinking your icy light doesn't mean that they have plans for the long-term future that you should have trust in. So I want to see some splashes this year. Of course, who doesn't? It makes things a lot more fun. But it's also not a bad thing if it's just kind of a – Stan Pat year. And Go here's the thing. Work I trust, our way through the draft. Maybe add a couple Kevin guys, Colbert. and that's it. I trust Kevin Colbert, Omar Khan. I trust all those guys. I trust are... Kevin Colbert, and I trust whoever is going to come in for Kevin Colbert because no one sure. is going to sign off on that but Kevin Colbert. So right. he's basically replacing himself. With himself. Which is exactly what you'd want because i got to be honest, he's a Hall of Fame GM. Whether yep. he gets into the Hall of Fame is another story. He deserves to. But he does deserve it. He has the resume to get into the Hall of Fame. Especially when you look at his mid-round picks and his his success rate at getting guys late. A.B. was a six-round pick. And betting on the right guy early, yes. right? Cam Hayward, 30th pick. T.J. Watt, 31st pick. Or I think Cam was 31st. T.J. was 30th. And T.J. wasn't exactly a slam dunk. People no. were questioning him coming out of college, but... <laughs> What a dumb question Uh-oh. that turned out to be. He will become the Steelers' all-time leading sack holder as long as he stays healthy next year. He'll pass James Harrison because I promise you he'll get enough sacks to do so. 
It's possible, I think, too. This will not be the last time you see him eclipse 20 sacks in a season. You don't even be flirting with Strahan another time? He might be flirting yeah. with that record. I think you might be right, Jacob. That'll do it for this episode of the Steelers Standard. Busy, busy week in the NFL. A lot of talking about it with you guys. I'm sure things will ramp up again next week, and we will be back again with some fresh episodes then. So make sure you stay tuned for that. For Jacob Recht, I'm Tom Offerman. Thanks, as always, for listening to the Steelers Standard.